You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. It's so hard to believe that another month has already zipped right past us. I was thinking a lot about what topic I should delve into, and I couldn't shake the idea of procrastination and its clever disguises. I find it fascinating that my son wrote a paper on this topic at the end of his junior year. I'll read it to you in a bit, and if you change out a few words to fit your scenario, I promise you'll feel as if you wrote it yourself. I know what it's like to feel like I'm too busy, like the things that need to get done always take the back burner, and I know what it feels like to just get it done. So what gives? Why do we go between being unstoppable to being the world's best excuse maker? I think there are a few things to blame, and hopefully after diving into this topic, we'll have the armor to finish out the last half of the year strong. The biggest thing that you must recognize about yourself is whether you're motivated by the reward of completion, by the consequences of not completing, or both. I find that I'm first and foremost driven by the fear of not achieving a goal. Let's take exercise as an example. Since I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, if I don't work out, I'll feel tired, gain weight quickly, and most likely be in a terrible mood. My daily motivation to work out stems from a desire to avoid all of the negative consequences of not working out. Over time, working out has become a daily habit. Taking a task that you need to do and doing it daily will remove it from your list of things to do and put it in that list of habits that you no longer need to write down, like brushing your teeth. It will become something that is part of you. Maybe for you, the reward in this example would be to fit into a smaller clothing size. If that's the case, let that be front and center when you're deciding if you want to do a workout. I highly recommend that you stop permitting yourself to bail out on specific tasks. I call these my non-negotiables. In other words, don't ask yourself if you want to do something. Instead, ask yourself when you'll do it. If you give yourself an out, your tricky mind will always tell your heart that there is just way too much on the plate for the day. The sneakiest disguise that procrastinating uses is the shiny new object trick. If there is ever something that will derail me, it'll be the prospect of starting something new. I find that we all experience this type of distraction, but what we fail to see is the reason why we're quickly moved into a new project. It's simply because we don't want to spend the time needed to fix or continue on something that has lost its luster. It's often a lot more intriguing to try something new than finishing a project that we've been working on for far too long. We all struggle with this to some degree. Nine times out of ten, I would rather design a new printable, floss my teeth, or replace my shoelaces before I finish editing, do inventory, or clean my office. It's good to know all of this when you're faced with a new and exciting project. I think we're kind of guilty of this here at home, and that's probably why we start a lot of projects, and right before we finish a room, we decide it's time to start a new space. The best way to wiggle your way out of this distraction is by giving yourself the reward of starting a new task once you've completed the one at hand. I know the excitement of starting something new will be tempting, but the reward of seeing a finished product will undoubtedly outweigh the feeling of never finishing anything. One of my favorite authors, James Clear, wrote the book Atomic Habits, and I feel it's a must-read for everyone. In this book, he breaks down three simple strategies to create a new habit. Let's just pretend that procrastinating is a bad habit and that I'm trying to develop the habit of walking on the elliptical. His first suggestion is to start with a habit that is so easy you can't say no. 
For me, this may be jumping on the elliptical every day for 20 minutes first thing in the morning. The second tip is to take some time to understand exactly what it is that's holding you back. In my elliptical example, I know that the thing that will keep me from working out is if my day gets too busy or if I shower first thing in the morning because I won't want to get sweaty afterwards. This is where the shiny new object tends to sneak in too. You need to put on your non-negotiable hat and push ahead. And tip three is to develop a plan for when you fail. I've had days when things were so pressing that I had to start my day putting out a fire. On those days, my workout fell to the wayside. When this happens, I plan to walk in the evening or get on the elliptical before bed. Creating a plan B so you're not left feeling disappointed that you didn't do what you set out to do is super important. It's through keeping these promises to ourselves that we start to build our confidence. The best way to avoid procrastinating is to do a better job of owning your reason for being distracted away from your goal. If things remain undone and you don't acknowledge why it's happening, you end up giving your distractions the power. If you can tell yourself that you will no longer be distracted by X, Y, and Z, then the next time either of those comes around, you'll see it for what it is and you'll be able to stick to your plan. Now let me share Ethan's junior year perspective on procrastinating. In celebration of being on Etsy for 10 years, I'm offering 10% off at my Etsy shop. This year, I've had a great deal of interest in my Morris Code bracelets. And as churches are starting to open up, I'm happy to see sales in my First Communion pieces increase too. I want to share a review that I received that melted my heart. Holly wrote, This bracelet is beautiful. It was a gift for my 8-year-old daughter for her First Communion. It fit her perfectly when worn on the first clasp. I also tried the bracelet on my 15-year-old daughter and myself to see if the bracelet would fit as she grows older. It fit us both when worn on the last few clasps. I love that this piece can grow with her. It will be a gift that she can treasure for years to come. Thank you, Holly, for that lovely review. It makes me happy to know that a piece this special can be worn from communion to confirmation, graduation, and beyond. Be sure to check the show notes for that link and coupon. Now back to the show. Procrastination is an evil enemy and entity that has loomed over me the entirety of my junior year. Procrastination is like the one person you know you're not supposed to hang out with, but you do because it kind of feels nice, like a toxic friend. I don't know about you, but I've dealt with my fair share of procrastination. According to my parents, the people who created me, they would say that I am probably the most stubborn person they know, and I'm sure others close to me could testify the truth in that statement. This is because for years, maybe even my whole life, I have been trapped in the mindset that if something doesn't entertain me or I don't want to do it, I simply just won't do it. Now, it only takes an ounce of common sense to realize that this is a toxic way to live. Putting off something until the last minute and then stressing myself until the point of utter disparity most definitely is not the best way to live. I could try and come up with hundreds of excuses to explain why I feel this way. Maybe it's because I'm too stressed to work. Maybe it's because I'm afraid of failure. Or maybe it's because I'm just a teenager trying to embrace my few years of youth. Maybe I haven't even realized the full truth and reasoning behind it all yet. But what I can tell you is that I have learned that procrastination is a horrible ailment. Now, I know that I'm not the only person in this room who has dealt with procrastination, and dare I say there are people in this room who struggle with it more than I do. I know that as a high school student, procrastination plagues many of our young minds and deceives us into believing the dreadful lie that we will be better off having fun now and fulfilling our responsibilities later. 
If I'm being completely honest, I procrastinated this speech until Wednesday night, the day before the new extended deadline. In all seriousness, procrastination led me to completely hate the topic I was writing about, throw it away, and write about itself at 1am. I would say that procrastination tarnished my view of junior year. As we all know, our junior year of high school holds a great weight. This is a weight most of us face, and if we don't face it, we definitely feel it. Whether it's taking on a heavier workload by taking AP classes, or trying to cram as much monetary and useless information into your head as possible to try and please a college board, we all feel some kind of weight upon us. For me, the weight that I felt was the weight of procrastination. For me, this included living out my junior year thinking that if something was easier, it would make me happier. So I signed up for the easiest classes. I didn't return back to play club volleyball, which I deeply regret. I didn't take school seriously. I didn't take my sport as seriously as I should have. I didn't take any of my personal responsibilities seriously. And I even constantly left my room looking like a horrible and horrendous hurricane ripped through it. In almost every aspect of my life, things were falling apart. I was falling apart, but I felt comfortable. Why? Because I was under the belief that since I felt a sense of ease and I wasn't facing my responsibilities that I was okay. When in reality, deep down, I was pretty unhappy. I started to feel stressed out and frustrated. I looked at my grades and I started to wish they were better. I started to feel my performance on the court weaken as I felt my sport slip into just a routine. I started to feel relationships around me crumbling and I started to feel a sense of disapproval from my parents. While my procrastination may have tricked me into thinking that I was doing just fine, on the inside, I started to feel that weight and it's far too late now to try and salvage my junior year. But what I can do is stand here before you and tell you what I learned my junior year. I learned that now is not the time to sit back and relax, and that now is not the time to only enjoy the fruits of youth, but that now is the time to grow and to prosper and become the person we want to be. I learned in junior year that it's important to embrace our responsibilities and move towards opportunity. Unfortunately, I realized these lessons of self-growth after going through a period of self-destruction. Procrastination is manipulative, just like that toxic friend, and its effects are terrifying terrible, and treacherous. My message to you, fellow classmates, is whether or not you struggle with this exhausting and extremely toxic trait is to reach for opportunity whenever it strikes. Because in the end, our high school memories won't be determined by how much fun we had struggling to maintain our grades because we decided to binge watch our favorite Netflix show or putting off yet another assignment to hang out with your friends. Instead, you'll remember the pressure and the weight you felt grasping at last minute opportunities to turn in your work. Because as the great Mark Twain once said, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. Instead, my fellow classmates, let us remember high school as a time we developed into the person we were meant to be. Let us remember it was a time for positive growth. And let us remember high school as a time where we took advantage of our lives and seized our moment while we were still truly free. So how's that for a bit of truth? I think the worst part about procrastinating is the feeling of despair, of things piling up, of feeling like you're not in control. If my son was feeling this last year, and I can relate to it as an adult, isn't it worth making a few changes to relieve ourselves from the feeling of drowning? I'm a big fan of rewarding myself for following through and completing a project. It could be a small reward like scheduling a massage, buying new workout clothes, or going out for coffee. It doesn't have to be monumental. It just needs to be big enough to propel me into the right direction. I highly recommend you try it. I also take each task and break it down into daily goals to complete. If my goal is to upload new products on my Etsy shop by the end of the week, I will divide that goal into daily tasks. Those daily activities should lead me to upload my products within seven days. 
Taking your responsibilities and breaking them down into bite-sized pieces will be a sure way to get things accomplished. So there you have it, my friend, a few hard lessons on procrastinating and the creative way that we learn to disguise it. I'll have a printable for you in the show notes. Just follow the link. You have six months left in 2020 to kick procrastination out of your life, and I believe you can do it. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job. 